Here's another in our podcast series, Doc Talk, presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Injury in many conditions can often lead to muscular pain. Manual therapy is hands-on care where the physical therapist identifies the tissues and areas that can be corrected. My guest today is John Guerrero. He's the supervisor at St. Luke's Cornwall Center for Sports and Physical Therapy in Fishkill. John, tell us a little bit about what manual therapy is. What does it entail? Manual therapy entails several things. We look at restrictions within joints and soft tissues. If it's a joint restriction that we identify, then we have several things we can use to correct that restriction, and that is joint mobilization, which is a graded amount from something very gentle to something that includes a high-velocity, low-amplitude thrust and everything in between. And basically, the, the clinician keep, makes a decision on what to use based on what the patient's presenting with. Soft tissue mobilization is where we use hands-on techniques to address exactly what I was saying, the soft tissues. So it's basically massage, but directed and targeted to the tissues that are restricted. It's not a general massage. It's directed to that specific tissue that's keeping you from moving pain-free. So there are a lot of different techniques. And as you say, there's soft tissue mobilization, which is, you know, like a deep sport massage, but in one specific area. But people have heard about things like Graston technique, active release, scraping therapy. Explain some of these and when you would use them. So one of the things I like to use is called instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization. And it uses a tool, just like it says, instrument-assisted. We use a tool to do what we would normally do with our hands. Now, the benefit of the tool is actually many. When you use a tool over the skin, you're actually uh, doing a pro-inflammatory response. So we're bringing blood flow into the area, which is good for uh, flushing out any toxins that may be in the area and bringing oxygen and nutrients to the area to allow for improved healing. Another really nice thing is we improve fibroblast production after we do that. And fibroblasts uh, basically eat up fibrosis and fibrosis is similar to scar tissue. So if somebody has, say, like a muscle knot, that could be fibrosis. You do some of the uh, instrument-assisted work right over that muscle knot, gently, just enough to bring blood flow to the area, a little bit of soft reddening. You don't want, you don't want to break blood vessels. You don't want bruising afterwards. It'll bring, uh, like I said, more oxygen into the area, more blood flow, and allow the fibroblasts to do what they're supposed to do. So interesting. Are these procedures that you're doing, are they comfortable for the patient? And, and for what conditions sometimes do you, so you it, use them? So we, we allow for a moderate level of discomfort. Basically, if somebody has a really tight muscle, a really painful area, rubbing over it is not going to be comfortable. And so what we tell people is we, it's okay for it to be moderately uncomfortable, but we don't want to cause any severe pain because that's not useful. The patient's going to then guard and then you're going to be working against yourself instead of, instead of helping them. So moderately discomfort is okay. Um, so we'll use it for pretty much any soft tissue restriction that will come in the office. Let's say somebody gets into a motor vehicle accident. They have uh, what we now call whiplash-associated disorder, which uh, neck pain, uh, a lot of times the, the muscles will be overstretched due to the injury. And what you do is you allow it for some time for them to heal. And then when they come into physical therapy, we'll work on the muscles that aren't the front of the neck and in the back of the neck, getting them to move better. Um, another really nice technique to use along with instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization is kinesiotaping. 
So you can use tape right over the muscle to gently lift the skin. And what that does, again, it allows for better fluid exchange under the tape, so that promotes healing. John, are there certain candidates for who these types of therapy are not a good idea, and then they would use sort of standard physical therapy technique? There are contraindications to manual therapy, of course. So if somebody has an active infection to the area, you don't want to do any manual therapy. If somebody has osteoporosis, you would not want to do joint mobilization um, at a higher level. Gentle joint mobilization is okay, but you don't want to do anything uh, above what we call a grade four or grade five. You definitely want to do, you do not want to do any thrusting techniques at all. Um, If anybody has active cancer to the area, um, you don't want to do that. Um, Healing fractures as well, you don't want to do anything right over the, the site, the area. Now, people that it's great for is um, something I've, I've touched upon already. If somebody has like an acute injury, uh, I myself just, uh, I strained my, my pectoralis, my chest muscle, doing push-ups the other day, and I have a tool at home. And basically, I taught my, my girlfriend how to do it, and she was able to do it on me just 60 strokes total, and it felt much better today. Today, it doesn't hurt at all. And yesterday, I was in you know, moderate level of pain. So anyone with a, an injury that doesn't have the contraindications, that's who you want to, to use it on. So you kind of are going toward my next question, John, is will you be sore afterwards, and then how soon do you notice results? It depends on the patient, on their response. Some people um, are what we call rapid responders, where you will use the technique, the tool on them, and they'll be pain-free right away. Um, that may or may not last, depending on, on what they do afterwards. Some people... You'll, you'll work on them and they'll go out and play, you know, four games of tennis. And then their pain levels, you know, worse, of course, because they, they've then done too much. So you have to walk, you know, a fine balance of rest with activity to promote healing. And most people, if they have a treatment reaction, if they get sore afterwards, these are, these are patients that would tend to get sore even with regular exercises. And what I, what I inform them is you may be sore for up to three days afterwards. And what they should notice then after those three days is they feel better than prior to the treatment. So now what about other techniques in physical therapy? Are you using those this as an adjunct therapy to what you would normally do? Do you do them both together? Definitely adjunctive. We, we do uh, manual therapy techniques on patients that uh, have various, various injuries. And certain patients don't require them because they're not in for a restriction to a joint or soft tissue. They may have had, say, a stroke or multiple sclerosis. And for those patients, we'll be focusing more on strengthening muscles, teaching them how to use an assisted device such as a cane, crutch, or walker. Uh, And when someone comes in with, say, a sports injury, then most of the time we're going to be adding manual therapy because that helps them exercise without pain. So if you get things moving better before they start exercising, their exercises will be more effective. They'll get more out of it. Do all physical therapists use manual therapy techniques or instrument-assisted manual therapy? We've all been trained in school to use manual therapy. Not all physical therapists prefer to use it, and not all physical therapists are trained in instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization. I am certified. Uh, soft tissue mobilization level one through Medical Minds in Motion. It's a continuing education group that I got certification through. So I, I have advanced training. And what about the neck, John? People, you know, are a little bit afraid to either let chiropractors or physical therapists or anybody go 
about the neck because there's a lot of myths out there. So yes. bust up a few of those as far as the neck is concerned and using manual therapy. So the cervical spine, you need to be cautious with because there are, there are arteries within the cervical spine that can be damaged from two aggressive techniques. You know, you have the internal carotid artery, you have the vertebral artery, and those are known, especially with certain uh, techniques that can cause a rupture of the artery and then, unfortunately, strokes. Now, in the United States, to date, no physical therapist has caused that. Um, there's been instances of chiropractors, some osteopaths, and the techniques that tend to cause these things are high cervical techniques with um, a lot of extension and a lot of rotation. So that's basically tipping your head back and then turning at the same time and then manipulating at that very end range. Now, there's been a lot of studies that have shown that people have had vertebral artery dissection just turning their head to look over their shoulder while driving. So some of these things happen even just normal everyday activities, even much more than when they receive a uh, manipulation. So I was trained in spinal manipulation, and when we do techniques to the upper cervical spine, we do them in mid-range, the safe range, so that we don't cause those. We also do screening techniques to see who is safe. We do several techniques to several tests to see if a patient is safe for these techniques, and that's really, really important. We want to make sure that the ligaments are intact to the upper cervical spine, specifically C1 and C2. We want to do tests that uh, check their blood pressure, make sure they don't have blood pressure. If they have a history of migraines, if they're a smoker, these are all things that place patients at higher risk for cervical artery dissection. Wrap it up for us, John, because it's great to hear from a physical therapist about manual therapy and instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization and really what these are so that patients have a better understanding of what it is you're doing when you suggest these type of techniques. So wrap it up with your best advice and questions that you would like patients to ask you before you do any of these techniques. When a patient comes to me, I think that they should be asking, you know, what will their physical therapy entail? How long will they, they need physical therapy? Will they need a certain uh, skill such as instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization throughout the care or just the beginning of the care? And what I tell patients is that we, you use it until you need it. And when you no longer need it, that's when we stop physical therapy. We teach patients to do their exercises on their own so that they can be independent. One really nice thing about manual therapy is you have someone touching you with a healing intent. So that that in and of itself is very helpful to people. It reduces what we call their neurological tone. It reduces the threat level. That in and of itself can help patients feel better. It's great advice. Thank you, John, for joining us and sharing your expertise so that we can all understand really what physical therapists do and how they can help with some of these musculoskeletal injuries and pain. You're listening to Doc Talk, presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. For more information, please visit stlukescornwallhospital.org. That's stlukescornwallhospital.org. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.